Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Once again, this is your boy Christian. And today we have another special guest, another person that... You know, we've been trying to put this together for a while now, and finally we're able to set a time and date uh, to to talk, to get, you know, to get to know each other a little bit. That sounded kind of weird, but to get to know him, you know, and uh, have, you know, everybody here, you know, that listens and the culture in general, just kind of get to hear, you know, his version or, or his story when it comes to soccer and everything that has to do with Houston and soccer and everything like that. So today we have Christian Frey. Hopefully I said that right. You said it but right, I, yeah. How you doing, bro? Do you do you uh, like to be called Chris Christian? What's... Uh, I go by I go by Christian. Um, what's it called? Um, honestly, everyone calls me CR, and uh, CR, if okay. all my friends, yeah, all my friends know me from CR. It's a little high school thing. Also, they uh, they just go by the two the two first the two first letters in my name. But that's that's in that's sort of from my high school names and all everyone from high school. But it actually traveled on to what I'm doing in music. But that's a that's a whole nother story. But yeah, we'll, we'll get to that one for sure. Yeah, we'll get but, to that. But uh, let, let, let's go, you know, start from the beginning because I know you have some uh, some Hispanic roots on you, some Colombian roots. But you know, tell me tell me a little bit, you know, about growing like you know, your your being your child, you know, growing up in your household. How you know what is it composed of? You know, mom, dad, sisters, brothers, yeah. whatever. So like the Latin fire is definitely there. You know, and then I saw it in an early age and um, I, I, me, I didn't really, you know, um, like warmed up to it because like I didn't want to ruin the vibe. You know, um, you if you know me, I I am a vibe curator. Uh, I'm the guy that's always under control and like like the same from the insane. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a joy to talk to. That's uh, that's what people most people say. Um, but yeah, like from coming from a Colombian household, um, you know, uh, it's definitely fiery, uh, loud music, and some some very starchy food. So like perfect I took, combination. Yeah, I took yeah, it's uh, I took the uh, what's it called? Yeah, I took all of that in uh, in account when I was uh, when I was refereeing. I started refereeing at the age of fourteen. I saw uh i just saw the referees are around my age and um and i was just like okay i'm 14 i'm ready to be independent and i'm ready to work so but like in the u.s you only can work when you're 16 so i was just like well great i think this is the only thing right now and then it was like super flexible because uh i would go to school and in the weekends i would go to work and I will pick my hours. So I was just like, okay, then that's perfect. So I went with that. And, um, you know, I started in the, the what's it called? And I would say the gutter, because uh, you, 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 you just like a lot of ignorance just over the parents' side and the coach's side. And I'm, I'm 14 years old, and I have to, you know, level up and, 
in my mentality so I can control or I help the flow of like these adults. So I was, and then also growing up in a Hispanic household, you cannot speak back to adults. So right, right when I had the, I'm getting paid for it and, and then I can do it without being punished. I was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> so that opened up, like it opened up a, you know, what's called Avenue that I want to explore myself just to explore like humans, like older humans. And then, then I, I started getting a new outlook. It's just like, wow, are these guys really adults? Cause like the stuff that they would say to kids my age, I was 14 and they're, you know, 21, well, the twenties and thirties and like forties and sixties, like they were going after me. And I was just like dumbfounded on how they would treat someone in position. If like they, they had the same, uh, same age of children as I, well, what's it called? The children of their, the, their kids are playing. They were probably the same age as me. And like, they were going after me. And I was just like, I'm your same as your son. Like, this is like insane that you will come after me like that. So like seeing society that way definitely changed my outlook when I was, when I was a young age. And I just like, you know what? Not all adults are adults. And like some of them are stuck in whenever they peaked. So I, I, I got that in like a, like a young age and that really like shaped me as a person. Funny that you funny that you say it because I have not like a, a similar story, but like the same thought of like not every adult isn't you know is grown type type of idea, and and that came from like a little story on, on my side was I I was like 13, 14, and I was like you know hanging out with, with a friend or whatever, and then we ended up going to somebody's house, and uh, some so my friend had an older brother, and and then his older brother had a girlfriend or baby mama, you know, she, they had a kid together and then she took us to this place. Right. So then, you know, my, when I got back home, my mom was like, you know, Hey, what, you know, where you been? Like, who do you think you are? You know, going to all these places, you know, driving yourself, you know, wherever. And I was like, Oh, it's okay, mom. You know, you know, this lady, she's, you know, she's taking us, she's responsible. And my mom was like, like, what makes you think she's responsible? And I was like, well, she has a, she has a son. She has a kid and she's like, oh, that isn't just because, you know, they have kids doesn't mean they're responsible. So, you know, it, it kind of ties into that. And, and, and at that time, it kind of clicked too. you know, like you can have a bunch of kids, but, you know, your mentality can can stay, you know, at that same level. But let me go dive in a little deeper into that, you know, going into refereeing, because obviously you said maybe it started as a, as a job, but make, maybe you could make money on the weekends. Uh, but let me talk to you about soccer. You know, where, when did you get interested on, like in the game? And then when did you decide to maybe, you know, maybe I'll play and then do refereeing for like the, the not passion. Cause I don't even, I don't know if referees can be, I mean, this is me cause I'm not a referee, but you are right. But can referees be passionate about, you know, like what they do and, and be like, you know, I want to do my job. Right. I, I've seen you referee and, you know, you take it serious. So, you know, can you tell me a little bit about that? Like how you started with soccer and then how you started, you know, your passion for refereeing? So I started soccer like, you know, in YMCA and then it built up and then I started playing in the streets, like in my cul-de-sac. And then I just get more exposed and exposed as the years gone by. So I started out in the street playing soccer and then at YMCA and then 
I got exposed to the park in my neighborhood. And then, um, and then I got exposed to more talent because I honestly, I wasn't that athletic and uh, the athleticism wasn't really taught as a younger age to me. So I was just left in the dark almost. And then I saw that and I was just like, oh, okay. Like they inspired me to be better uh, like the guys over there. And then I would just like, well, I would just get more exposed and then to, to talent and then to styles of play and to what's it called and then mentality so like all of that really just like made me super curious about the sport and about like humans so and then being so and being that I, I i kept going in club and i just wanted to get more competitive in club just to see but um i didn't really understand uh the individual part of it only the team part of it so i was a good team player mm -hmm. And but not a very good individual player. And then um, and then only until like high school, I really got into being an individual player and I started training by myself. And then um, and then I had but I isolated my well in, in my um, in my soccer career or whatever, uh, which it wasn't really anything. Um, I see myself being isolated from the team. So I was just like, OK, well, um, I don't really understand, like, uh, like I couldn't really put the two, like individualism and the team together. So I was over just like one-sided and, and not very balanced. And so I think my senior year, I just went like all individualism. And then I just, um, I, I just like, all right, if I can shoot about 40 to 30 yards, then I would, I would just have my glory and that'll be cool. And like, I would have that memory of high school. And uh, the funny thing is uh, about me and um, like and some of the guys, like I, I, the, the kids that I ref, I mean, the guys that I ref, uh, I used to play with them and they know me as the lazy forward, but I just shoot it 30 to 40 yards out. And then I make like beautiful goals. And I just do the emphasis on that because I am, um, I, I believe to be our right brain or just like more artistic um, minded. So I'm really uh, my emphasis was just scoring on beautiful goals and like passing was cool. And um, uh, but, uh, and then like later on, I, I matured more and then I went into more of a leadership role. I think but the leadership came from refereeing. But coming back to being a referee. Um, so I only thought as refereeing as just a side job. You know, I'm just like, OK, I make quick money. And then um, I go to go to school and then um, I go to school and then make quick money and go to school, make quick money. And then I stopped the refereeing job and then I um, and I work in marketing and actually and now is now all that is just integrating itself together. So like I underestimated refereeing a lot because you can go pro and before. But the thing was uh, in the early age. I was discouraged because they were really super tight with uh, just like just letting anyone in because it was somewhat of a boys club. And um, what's it? And like, uh, you know, don't take my word for it. You know, uh, take the other guys that really worked hard and they had to change their personalities to do it. I didn't want to change their, my personality uh, to become uh, a professional referee. So that's why I, I kind of discouraged myself. Uh, I'm not really about the fraternity or the, or the boys club mentality, I'm more, I'm more just like, hey, like, 
I'm me, accept me for me. Um, and I, that's what I felt like it. And honestly, there's other ideologies that go into refereeing. And uh, sometimes it's not like as a boys club, um, but like I, I was just seeing from the outside in. So I was not in the inside looking out. So I didn't get that perspective. But now I have more friends that became pro and I don't know it's because of the shortage in the U.S. or they're being like not that uptight about it. So, but I believe it's my, mainly, mainly like this leaning towards the, um, the shortage of uh, referees because what? we are. Yeah. And in, in your opinion, you know, as a, as a referee in a way, what do you think, you know, that, that, that is happening, the whole shortage of, of refereeing? Is it because, you know, people don't like, you know, <laughs> getting yelled at or, or you know, because I always see referees, you know, and I played my whole life. And, you know, and you even said, you know, referees get the worst of it sometimes, you know, from parents, coaches, even players. Do you think that's probably the reason or is there anything behind it? I don't know. What do you um, hear from your perspective? So my perspective is like in a club level, um, I don't uh, It's just that uh, the pay for play is uh, in the club level is like super cheap and it's not very a super cheap pay for referees. And then if we're if we're in Houston, um, we're experiencing uh, well, right now we're experiencing 100 degree temperatures. And then sometimes back then there was multiple teams. So I would when I was a kid, I would do five games. So that would be 90 minutes per game and two hour slots. So what, man, what is that? Shit? Man, that is That's about 10, 10 <laughs> hours, 10 hours. Yeah. yeah. And um, but I will make. Uh, can I can I can I uh, disclose that? That would make you, about yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> two, two, that was I think that was two twenty. The whole no, day. No 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 no. It wasn't two twenty. Oh. It was about yeah. It was about close to three hundred because it was five. Um, yeah, so it was, it was close about uh, to three hundred, uh, and that would be on Sundays and Saturdays. Will be a little bit less because it's um, it, it was club, and then. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're if you're going if you're starting off working in the parks, uh, you don't you don't get uh, fed, um, and you don't get water, and you're out there in the hot sun while people are critiquing you, and they don't like all they want to do is project their week into like and their week of frustrations into you sometimes, and like if they know their soccer and then they know that you know. The referee did make a mistake, then yeah, go go ahead. But they're still human. So, like, um, before so before uh, twenty nineteen, it was a good flow of referees because they thought it was easy money, and like you know that's part of the job. People uh, screaming at you. Then twenty twenty big break, and then everyone was like, you know what? Maybe this is not for me. I don't like people screaming at me and 100 degree temperatures you know and then um and honestly i'm all for that i i don't ref club anymore and it's sad for for the kids because they they're not going to have any refs they don't they just go scrimmage themselves and it's not a real game because the parents and like this is a rant for the parents the rant the parents like put themselves in in the match just so they can get um just to get their entertainment and honestly like it should be just for the kids so now so what they're doing in the mls next uh level they actually have parents sign a waiver 
and saying they only can cheer for the kids because the thing is that you know either they're either they're causing the team trouble because they're getting in the ref's head or they're getting in the player's head and not making them individual or not not making or making bad decisions because like you know you tell a little johnny or whatever little juan or whatever you know and then um he's like to shoot shoot go shoot 40 yards out shoot mm. 40 yards out i'm just like your your muscles have not developed yet to shoot 40 yards out but you know your mom said it so you go you get a kid and and then what's it called and then the coach is like why why did you shoot and he's like my mom told you your mom told and then he can't say anything so now yeah. they have waivers and then i was um i was doing uh i think um mls next next gen and um and then one of the kids were like, one of the moms was like, or the dads were like, shoot, shoot, shoot. And then I see the manager coming over. Who told him to shoot? Who told him to shoot? And he's pointing at them like, is that you, Jerry? Do not tell him to shoot. <laughs> damn it, Jerry. Because, yeah, that damn it, Jerry. But the thing is that coaches barely talk because the, the game is the test, all right? If they're talking – then their their team is in in dire need of help so that's why it's that's why they'll go like trainers and and managers talk because they're in dire need of help sure that that so. that's that's a good thought you know the whole coaching you know you have to it, like you said you know it's just a test it's like you're, you already worked in the week let's put it to play and you know if anything i'll you know coach you you know a little bit but it's not like constant yelling of telling you know what to do to the kids but let's let's go into uh i want to know some of your stories some of the the because i know the referees have stories for days so i don't know if you if you can like you know catch a few there in in your brain (laughs) kind of share it's it's so bad i'll i'll start my i'll start the earliest one that i remember that just quit that made me quit on club for sure for sure um, it was, I was coming back to, to 2020, uh, I was coming back 2020 and I was, I told myself, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to do any club. And then a U19, a U20, uh, game came to me. It was club. And I was like, all right, U20, you know, it's not going to be bad. You know, they're, they drive themselves. They're adults. Yeah. All right. I go to this U20 game, right? Easy, easy game, you know? And then, um, I see a kid run off the field and I was like, where are you going we're we're in the middle of the second half he's like oh i gotta go get my mom i was like what happened to your mom and i turn around all i see is claws going i was just are you fucking kidding me like he went to go stop the game to grab his mom and then what's it called another player went to go and grab his other mom that's crazy dude yeah moms just went at it (laughs) his moms went at it and then i was just like are you insane like that's, that's I was just like you're you're 19. You drive your own car. You don't have to yeah. get your, your mom, mom to be here. Yeah. yeah, your mom should be here. Also, it was 2020, and they made a whole spectacle about that's it. Crazy. You know, like there was massive amount of the crowd. And I was like, yes. I was like, maybe we should, maybe you guys should socially dis distance each other a little bit. But no, they're out there, claws and all. <laughs> Jesus Two moms. Christ. Did you did you ever do any uh, like Sunday leagues? You know, like your typical, yeah. you know. I don't know, Bear Creek or, you know, some yeah. of these parks that yeah, those, H- get, those H- get crazy. 
Yeah, not not really. I do HFA no. most of the time. Like um, the crazy, the crazy, crazy ones, I stay away for, uh, from. Um, but they're higher paying, just a little bit. But still, like I won't, I don't want to put myself in a dangerous yeah. situation. So that's why I didn't, I didn't do it. But it's like it's it's the same thing, you know. These guys are frustrated, they like that they can't perform, or that they're frustrated in the day that they're just gonna let it out on Thursday. Also um first kickoff is at 7 p 7 a.m and like that's how they do it 7 7 7 7 a.m 10 a.m 12 a.m 1 a.m oh wait, oh no well, well actually it's um it's 12 and then there's a two and then there's a four all right and then imagine you're getting there at 7 a.m on a sunday where what come on man that's just like grown-ass <laughs> men are not gonna go on there on a sunday and i see it like i go up there on a sunday i'm well rested uh, when i was younger i wasn't you know i was pretty hungover <laughs> myself and then i see these guys and they, they jog a couple minutes and then boom throw up i'm just like jesus mm. just forfeit man just forfeit jesus christ yeah but uh let, let's move uh let before um well actually let's do this so we both you know take part of of what is boat league you know nowadays before we get into into the music part of it i want to know a little bit about that because it's interesting to me oh anything art i'm, I'm interested in so i want to hear that side of your story but you know tell me you know your experience with vote league since since we're both both in it but you obviously get to coach it you know how, how did you see it what was your experience like uh, the final. Where you would you like to talk about the final or just vote and like and give how me I like started a, in vote? How yeah, I started yeah, my career exactly. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, give me that, and then you can end up with the final. And how'd you like that? Okay, I started in vote in the second season. Um, what really, um, me and Sebastian had neutral. What's it called? Um, clients. Uh, one of his models was an artist at my studio that I represent, and. Um, I was just like, oh, cool. That's like a cool jersey. And then I clicked on the, the sample of his brand. And then he's, they're, um, they're uh, launching a, a league. And then I was just like, oh, I got extra time. You know, I'm going to shoot this guy a DM. He's like, hey, do you need any referees? And he's like, yeah. And then boom. And then I went I went with the, with a guy from Nightwatch, uh, Kieran, Kieran, Kirby. I'm not bad, Kirby. And then... Um, yeah, and uh, we go, we go to uh, Sports Creek, and uh, I go ref my first couple of games, and he told me that I was too strict, and then <laughs> I was just like, oh, oh, okay, I'll I'll be nicer, and then which which really threw off everyone because I already started off this up here, mm-hmm. and then now I'm down here, and then so um, everyone, and then it was like, and then. Like, uh, and then everyone, I think until like the second, like in, 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 like later in the second season, he was like, Hey, you need to tighten up more. I thought you said you, I was too, I was too mean. And then, cause I was, your mind, dude. yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a good experience. Um, what's it called? Um, um, it was, it was back and forth. I was, it was fast. Like it was fast games, you know, we had to go in and out, in and out. Uh, so like controlling the game and then moving everyone was kind of, was kind of difficult. Uh, other than that, yeah, it was pretty, like my first, like my first impression was like amazing. Cause I had my first, I had my first, uh, kit, like they gave me my own kit. 
and it was um and it was by umbrella and uh so we had a sponsor so that you know that made me more like confident in this and then um sebastian let me go uh and just uh just ref multiple games um i had a little bit uh it was it was a little bit rough because i didn't know how which how the the tactics of each team and how and also how they play you know and um i i quickly figured out which teams are the ones to look at and i already you you already know i i i was the one <laughs> that labeled night watch the bad boys like the detroit Pistons <laughs> of the of the league Shout out to Nightwatch. Shout out to Nightwatch, man. They those guys are super passionate. Um, shout out to A League too. Um, I I've been refing those guys for a long time, and they they shouldn't have told me in the beginning what what high school they went to. And I'm just like, oh, okay, now I remember where your face is at. And then and so it was easy. So like right when I knew, like the you know the subculture and the culture of where they're from, you know, like whether ethnicity is it, and then where they play at, I'm just like, okay, I know how to ref you. And then um, most of the time, my refereeing style uh, is very laid back, but referees, sometimes they referee, some, sometimes they manage the game and sometimes they ref, referee the game by the book. And then they add a little bit of personality. So, uh, so, and when I say add a little personality, they become an actor, honestly, like, if you want to join, if you want to be an actor, try refereeing. Because honestly, I it's 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 definitely like they want to see what they see in TV. They want the chest out. They want you know square shoulders, and you you're jogging like perfectly. They want the the movements. What's it called? You don't point. You point up. Actually, I I <laughs> I use this technique because uh, my sister she used to work at Disney. So all, every time I point up with my two fingers, it was actually because that's what they do with Disney to direct people. So I use, that's what I use. And it's supposed to be less uh, disrespectful in a multiple cultures. So that's why I use it. And, um, and then how you speak is supposed to be in international uh, English because most, all referees uh, use the uh, universal, what's called universal English, which is English, English. So like, you know, I would have to say it would I would say like English words and and um an American accent. But and then they would they would they would get it because that's how the professionals do it. So that's yeah. how everyone else is doing. Um but yeah, most of the time you speak English. And then if you're and then like a little trick for me, if I'm playing with all the uh Spanish speaking players, I still speak English just because they don't get on my case because they get a little they see the barrier and then what's it called? And then they, they think twice about what they're saying and then it slows down the game and they don't say anything at all. I'm just like, great. You don't have to, you don't, <laughs> don't, don't waste your breath, man. Just, just breathe, breathe while you're running. That's so yeah, that's, that's a little, that's a little trip. Yeah. No, so, trip, eh? let, no I just, I'm but mostly, mostly, mostly like referees are actors, honestly. That's good to know. Good, good, good to know. We we found out the secret. <laughs> yeah, from from found the players. The I'm, so act, not, not I'm actually. Knows. Yeah, I'm actually the actor. I'm the main event of Volt League. There you when go. the when the credits <laughs> roll at the end of the Volt League reels and all the live, it's there's a big picture of me, 
It says Christian Freyer, main character. Right. S- starring the teams. Yeah, like starring, so. what's it called? Co-starring the rest of the team. And then so, there's me. <laughs> so you you ref the final. Can you can you uh tell me a little bit about the final real quick? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. Yeah. Um, so honestly, both teams uh, were honestly just like good sportsmen. Um, what's it called? It did get shippy, but in front, uh, like to start to, to the end of the whistle, like uh, they, they know why they were there. They were just there to, you know, experience uh, what we're trying to give, what Volt is trying to give these players, these guys, and then just to just challenge themselves physically and mentally during the game. Um, the first, uh, the first half was um, was it was a tad bit fast, you know. I honestly, throughout the game, there was barely any fouls. Like I believe there was not that much fouls. There was a little, there's a little chippiness, and there's there will be fouls, but it's very small fouls. Um, but in the first half, uh, it, was, it was a good movement. Uh, it was it was an early goal by um, AC Juniors. And um, no one was really frustrated at that time. Uh, always, when I'm doing Volt League, it's very tough because I have broad shoulders and everyone was trying to hide, like, um, just all the trifling fouls around my shoulders. So I always have to check my shoulders, scan the, scan, the, scan the pitch. And which, who always, I honestly feel like always gets the most of it is that leading striker that's like, defending off the, the center back and like I don't know what's happening in his back like in, in his back because especially if it's if it's Hillary because Hillary got some really broad shoulders I'm just like man you have you have a whole curtain like I can't see, like you, you're trying to make me trying to like see behind you see through you I'm not Superman man so like it was very tough so I always had to make sure that I was very wide and had my hips open and my shoulders open just so I can scan it a little bit better um but all in all um nothing nothing really chippy except for when i had to talk to uh Torres and i don't know the number 12 for for um for houston town uh the, yeah just two tall guys and they were just like really touching yeah i don't know there was really yeah Luis or something yeah and those guys were really touchy feely with each other and um they were trying to draw fouls um you know, the thing is about about soccer and it's like kind of similar to baseball not baseball but basketball you're able to draw fouls um like say you go in the corner and then um your your back is against the player and you're the offensive you're the offensive player and you're just in the corner just like what's it called just covering the ball and then you get a little push from the back and they push you forward you know you're gonna get that nine out of ten so yeah. so players know that and they they they're trying to fish for those uh, for those uh, fouls. So so they're trying to work me. And honestly, like I'll give it to you if it's fair. It, what's it called? If you're if you're doing too much, you you're being like um, just embellishing it. 
or that your positioning was just a little bit off of when what you what you're trying to do then i'm not going to give it to you um but yeah if the guys have the best uh, if the guys know their positioning then they're going to get that foul um but most of the time like like jp does a good job for that he definitely does he knows how to keep the ball in in front of him and then have that space into him um he does go a little bit low for his own comfort you know so he will like if he's almost sitting down on a player he's gonna get sit he's gonna get sat down um but in the first half that was about it like on foul wise uh it was very fast uh if you blink you miss you miss a ricochet you miss someone scraped it off we had a little you have a little um what's it called disagreement in the second half so the first half it was not that much it was just a little handsy stuff uh second half you know the goals keep on going and uh, and that's where and then people start getting fatigued just because of the heat and um you know i am like i wish we had more water for them or something shaded because we did start at i believe at seven it was a 7 30 kickoff but we had to wait yeah. until 80 because the heat advisory and the heat advisory you know heat does a lot to the human body and also uh what's it called and then the sun is beaming on you so um so they were sitting in the heat and they weren't i don't think they were most honestly what i observed in my first half they weren't really what's it called circulating um using themselves both teams weren't really using themselves i was just like okay like who you know someone's gonna give and um it ended up being uh ac juniors uh like early on giving giving away those two goals and with the equalizer um but yeah the most controversial the two most controversial was i was at the end of the second half um it was uh hillary going off to the left and jp uh coming with the slide and he said that he would did it like a scooping slide but i'm just like hey man if your knee touches that sadly and and both that is called that is a slide and you get a yellow card and it will be uh oh actually no that wasn't that wasn't the no so the one app so it was when it was a late hit I, I forgot who who hit hillary but it was a late hit and then like uh hillary saved the ball and then after that someone got the trailing leg of hillary and then it just you can hear the smack from from the other side of the pitch and i was just like okay that's that's a foul that's the you got to be better than that. And then, so I set it up. Everyone was just like livid. I was like, I got the ball first. And then um, I was just like, you still got the player. I'm sorry. And, uh, and it was super late. And um, so, you know, everyone was bickering and uh, they wanted to go for the fast play. They went for the fast play open guy. And I think it was Derek that shot it and it was wide open. Um and you know, they then they feel like it was uh, my fault, and me in my head, I, I didn't really process it right, and I was just like, okay, uh, what's it called? Like I, as a referee, you never want to have the foul or the PK that decides the game. You just want the game to go by itself. Like you said before, um, the referee should not even like be there. You know, like some of these referees, they try to be a big personality and really affect the game you're not supposed to affect the game at all. You're just supposed to be there and make sure it's fair. Or if it's like a really good game and the kids know, and then the guys know what they're doing, then you're just like not making that much fouls at all. And you're just like there, you know, but th that's in the perfect world. And we, we don't live in a perfect world. 
so yeah, but like these these uh, these referees with big egos, I'm not, uh, you know, they're 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 not getting any any favoritism, you know. But you know, sometimes you have to do it, and that's their and that's their ideology on refereeing. But and then the second one, um, the second controversial call that I made um, was another was a it was another corner kick. It was one. It was a retake of a corner kick. Well. Uh, how I saw it, it was, uh, I think it was Sevilla crosses over to Christy. Christy uh, tries to knock it into the goal. It skips off um, one of the center backs uh, knee and it was happening in fast motion. So all I saw was down and I just saw the ball hit and I saw it just skipped on his knee and, and then everyone was up in arms. I was like, no ref. He's like, he, like, he, he was like, they were, they were saying, he's like, Fizz, it makes it go that way. And then I was like, if it skims off you, you know, it's going to go still go that way because it's only a small part of you that hits it. And it's still going to, the force will still go that way. So it's honestly like, I, I had to, I had to teach, I would, I have to explain physics to, to some of these players, <laughs> especially like when, when players making uh, challenges and they have inertia uh, like behind them and having mm -hmm. momentum behind them. And I'm just, just like, Hey, this guy's gonna go fast. Either if you touch him, he he will trip, or if you get in front of him, he will lay into you. Okay, he would have to jump over you, and you know I don't know how acrobatic these guys are, but you know there is a risk factor, and um, what uh, what that's another that's another thing people don't know the risk factor of playing soccer, and they believe that I can I have the force to stop everything. And he's like, ref, you didn't give this card. And when you did in this car, this guy, like, you could have stopped this. You could have stopped this. And now I'm just like, you are humans and you are adults. I can't stop. And um, what's it called? My language, uh, sorry for my language, shit. I can't stop shit, okay? You are, you're mine. You're, I'm not playing puppets. I'm not puppets with your, with these humans, okay? I tried my best, okay? I'm not, I'm not Superman or Batman beating the crap out of someone just for, for the loop little things you know uh yeah but anyways yeah it, it skimped off his leg and he didn't believe it, it skimped off his leg and then after that they scored and it was uh and then we went to pks uh honestly i felt like if anyone had doubts about the first foul that lead to a goal that one kind of auto corrected so in some way, not to cover my own ass, just because that's what I saw. And I didn't, I don't have another, I don't have another referee. Most of the time I work in teams and that's what like a little bit easier. So you can have someone to communicate with. If I'm going by myself, I go with what I see. And that's what I saw and I can't unsee it. So, you know, and that's what happened. And it was, uh, it was, and then we went to BKs and then it was uh, decided at BKs. And honestly, Everyone had fun. Like, everyone had fun, and they had a good experience. They were shaking hands after that. They were uh, AC Juniors was just a little bit disappointed, and I feel like that disappointment was in themselves. They were, were fighting each other in the second half, so like that's a very that's a good indication that you know um, it's not gonna be a, it's not gonna be a good end for AC Juniors. So you know. Uh, and that and that's what happened in penalties you know it was heartbreaking but you know it's good good for those guys so it was good it was a good game 
good exercise, good experience. Everyone's had fun at the end. They shook hands. No one had that much bad feelings. I had, I got a couple of texts after and DMs about, he's like, hey, uh, what's it called? You actually did a good game. I was just disappointed in myself. And um, yeah, it was good. It's good, good. good final. And uh, you you mentioned about you know uh, refing in teams. Obviously, Vold League season four is going to be eleven v eleven. Are you are you mm -hmm. going to ref in that one? And if you are, are you are you excited that you'll you'll be able to have some help? Uh, I'll be I'll I'll be refing. I'll probably do the finals. I'll probably be the fourth official. Um, just so I, because I know the teams the most. And I would like to have, I don't want to have, be refereeing the teams often, often. I want to have just like a rotating door of uh, referees. Gotcha. Uh, so everyone has something, someone new and it's like refreshing. Uh, but I would like to be just a fourth official, just make sure that everyone's okay. Um, but what I'm really excited for, like the team is fine. Like having a fourth official is like, it's like amazing. Because uh, if, if you have rowdy guys, that you know you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be focused on the game and not on the bench and then yeah. so you have someone to to organize the bench but also what i'm really excited about and what we're bringing into um season four is the um is the communication so we're actually gonna have um a headsets and refing with headsets it's honestly the best thing ever like i yeah. It's you, you don't miss anything, especially with the pace that uh, what I'm seeing right now, it, you, you won't miss anything. If like, if it was like the pro, then like you will maybe miss something, but you know, they have headsets and then they have VAR and the guys are watching on television. So it just makes the job way easier. Also, if the game's not that I, I honestly, so some games I get bored. Okay. And uh, it's not that enthusing. So I'll just like, hey, I'll talk to him. I'll talk to the guys on the side, and then about just like tactics and stuff, just to like be enthused. So when the game keep, keeps, so I can have the same energy all throughout the game. Because sometimes, like, I'll get dis discouraged about you know my, all my runs, just because the game is kind of boring, and it's a bad habit that I want to get out of. So, but yeah. Oh, now you get to try it out and <laughs> put it to yeah. work but that's good man I'm, i'm glad well i'm glad that you know you'll be there and you'll get to experience that and and hopefully you know you'll have fun but let's go ahead and move on out of out of the sport out of soccer because you you know you talked about uh your your music i i don't know if you know what kind of music if you're saying if you make music or whatever but tell me tell me about that when did you when did you start you know getting into that and How has that progressed to whatever you're doing now? Um, so I, so what, what I do, um, so I, I specialize in marketing and art and entertainment. Uh, I started, I started out uh, interning at, um, at a music studio out in West Houston. It was like the other side of Memorial City. Um, it was called, uh, man, what was it called? The celebrity, uh, celebrity <laughs> studios, yeah. yeah. It was called uh, Celebrity Studios and Celebrity Sound Studios, and I was lucky enough to get a uh, what's it called um, internship there. And then I started looking into music, and I honestly I thought it was like super fun, and um, 
during during like my college years, I I just honestly just want to get a job. So I was just like, okay, whatever, you know, whatever I get paid for, whatever gives me the experience. So I didn't really see that much in in the uh, in the internship. I just thought it was a cool job. And then um, I start, and then I graduated, and then I started getting out in the world. And um, I got my first job in Rice Village uh, for a retail store. And then once once I was doing the retail, I was seeing myself doing more of the artistic side of it. So I was, or the uh, psychological side of it. So I would I would do some of the interior design, and then I would design um, like uh, like the flyers, the the social po- the the graphic design of um, of the social media and then I did the sets of like where they're going to take uh take the pictures uh so stay like set producing and then uh I created the the menu uh just like the menu layout and um you know I, I really really enjoyed that but all the other stuff not really like uh most of the like the harder not the harder stuff just the more technical side of just like collecting data uh, I didn't really felt like my niche. So I see myself just going in more in art. And after a while of just like hit and misses, hit and misses, hit and misses, uh, I landed a job uh, in Miami for uh, for a marketing consultancy. But the only jobs that I actually liked in that consultancy was the art jobs. And uh, now with a creative, now that I met Sebastian and we're trying to make a, uh, well, now that we have creative football, uh, I see myself going more into art. And I was already, I was already, and then a bit before that, in 2019, um, my guys at the studio, um, they branched off into their own uh, studio because uh, it, it was just um, leadership issues. And so I would help them uh, market themselves only through networking, not really that much. And and um and like in their business and then i would just keep on going out and out and out and i and then around and i, I think 2021 um i went i went to go talk to my mentor which is my cousin out in miami and he persuaded me to follow my dream and become an amateur uh, dj so yeah. here i am there you go yeah so i have um i'm yeah, so I'm a um, I'm one of one of two. Um, I do tropical Latin music, and I have a producer and I DJ. And then now um, the guys at the studio produce EDM, and they're gonna DJ too. And we have a manager, so that's what we're doing right now. Yeah, yeah. with the music, but yeah, music was uh, art was always there and always had like, uh, like like I always. Uh, what's it called gravitate to the art but I didn't know for sure I was still lost uh, like most young adults and like what to do and what I actually like and then I just see myself just going more into art and art and then until I find myself into this role that I can finally showcase art as I how I want to do it so that's how I believe and then my um my psychology of, of a career is to showcase art to inspire people just to be a little bit better because I can you can touch you can touch more people in a room if you had a speaker of music and then just the vibe is right um 
with like with just music and that i think that's the best channel or the best medium of art to to inspire just like good vibes and people to relax and just to have that little bit of dopamine in their in their heads that's time man. so yeah i like that um i think i think i think me and you are we have similar trains of thoughts i, I really i really like that i like yeah. the fact you know like the whole like using your your gifts and skills to to help others you know maybe get to get to know their own gifts and skills you know like it's not it's not like a like a selfish thing it's like oh i like this i'm gonna do this because it's for me but it's like i want to give this to to other people so that's pretty dope that's tight yeah so that's why me and you are in the entertainment business there you go right and i bet i'll be soon be um sorry to cut you off i'll I'll be soon be um uh coaching so so i can now you know mentor more of the people because i see now myself i'm while i'm referring so the thing is that um so like going back to if referees actually have a passion of refereeing they do have a passion refereeing they have a passion of like what is right and what is wrong and what is a good job and what is a bad job it's very it's very like a very prideful job and they they take pride of like sometimes it's just the approval of the teams that they're doing a good job or it's just them that knows what's right and what's wrong. And there, there's some guys that are real sticklers about it. And there's just guys that are real loose and just want to make have everyone have fun. I'm one of those guys that is like, everyone just have fun. But I know what right and wrong is uh, through logic. And if people are trying to play some games or whatever, just like psychological games, and that's that's all. That's my bread and brother, man. Like I, That's my favorite <laughs> genre of, of movies, psychological thrillers. There you go yeah so so if you like psychological thrillers then you should become a referee (laughs) yeah right there you go so um just a quick question are you are you guys looking for referees maybe i don't know if anybody's listening to this that is a referee are are you do you need referees for season four or how did you know how, how does it how does that work i definitely need um referees for season four i need some some young fast guys all right um most of the guys are getting older and like that's why i couldn't really get that much guys out here and also um uh well now now what's it called uh now we have more prestige in our in our uh in our league so like more guys are going to come out and um the timing is perfect because uh no sunday well it our our um our kickoffs were on sunday and it was late late Sunday and honestly that's that's like the best time for referees and just honestly any adult because they, they've been hung over on what's called Sunday morning they're not going to get up Sunday morning so like that late not that late night Sunday is perfect so they can go recover get to drink per uh, period of light and then go out and ref make a good couple bucks uh, on Sundays but yeah it's the timing's perfect for for referees it's just that I need new ones and I well I need I need younger ones and like faster ones because the the either they're not pushing they, I don't believe that they're pushing them upstream enough or or like the kids don't even know about it so I just want to spread the word about um, kids trying to get more of a foot of, of a feel of like the professionalism of being a referee and then the psychology of being a referee and what's it called what you should what you should tolerate 
from what's it called teams and and also in pay you know so just make sure that they're they're getting treated as uh, as good as possible true and on the music side when when can we start seeing some uh some christian tunes out there or or oh, you know, yeah also actually my date so the um my dj name is actually so I'm, my name's don and then my producer name is zilla and together we're don zilla Right. So yeah, and hopefully we will drop an, an EP at the end of the summer. But uh, producing wise, like it's uh, it's it's tough because uh, this guy's a purist. But Don <laughs> F, good. yeah, but um, Pure Cycles Don is now streaming on all platforms. There you go. Pure Cycles Don we'll, we'll, EP. We'll put it out there. We'll put it yeah. out there. We'll blow it up. That's Thank what's up, you. man. But uh, yeah, man, I, I really appreciate, you know, you taking some time. I know, you know, we had some struggles to, to get you on the show, but uh, you know, there's, there, is there anything you, you want to, you know, are you, well, you just promoted yourself, but you want to, yeah. you know, say, you know, where can they find, where can the people find you? Where, where can, you know, talk to Christian and, and pick your brain if they have to, or, or sign up to be a referee, or listen to your music. Let us know. Okay. Where, can, where can we find I'll do, you? I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll plug myself in. So first of all, find me what's it called if you want uh more psychology in the game of soccer find me at cuatro cuatro dos uh i'll be here often i'll be at bulk too i do a little commentating with christian christian and christian the two robbies something something like that um what's it called yeah but we do need more referees uh you can you can go to the website it's a u.s soccer learning center and uh, it's all online. Um, I believe it's only like to, for to to be a grassroots referee. It's only about seventy five bucks, and then um, to be regional, so that will be state. Um, I think it's like twenty five dollars more to thirty dollars more. Uh, please like, please come, uh, please come and just get collect some easy money. And honestly, there's one thing that I, that I'm going to tell you guys about refereeing, you can show up to a game and just show up and then actually you will actually just get paid and just leave because some of these guys don't even show up to games. They get, they forfeit. So I will go, I will wake up at 7 a.m. just to collect money and then go back to sleep. There you go. And so that's, that's another, that's another, that's another benefit in refereeing. And, um, you know, already, already, already expressing myself. Uh, so Dawn, uh, it is on every stream service, Apple music, um, Spotify title. I think we're, we're not, oh no, we're not on, uh, we're, we're not on SoundCloud. Um, and then, uh, we're, we dropping singles every month, but the EP is already out there. It's amazing. Uh, if anyone likes house music. And um, last thing I want to say to you is that um, to it's most mostly sport is to inspire yourself to push yourself so push you so sport is for it's this competition that you put yourself you project uh, you you project yourself on the other person. If you're a real competitor, then you're like, I want to beat this team. I want to beat this team. But most of the time you're beating yourself or you're maintaining yourself. So you project yourself onto the other team. And that's a focal point. 
of to push yourself. If you were to think about that, then like the sky's the limit because like once you know that you're just pushing yourself and not really like telling this other team, like, you know, it's like something personal or like your ego just gets a, just gets ahead of you. Then that's how, you know, you become a better person through sport. And just sport is just pushing your, pushing yourself, but projecting it on the other, on the other, on the other side of the opposition. And that's, that's all I want to say. Hey, man, once again, bro, I appreciate, you know, your time to, you know, taking the time to come over here and, and talk about your story, talk about, you know, the way you think, the way the some referees see the game, and obviously, you know, you have a great story. So I appreciate that. Thank you for, for sharing. And, yeah, man, everybody, don't forget, go to Cuatro Cuatro Dos. You can check out there, you know, all the content on YouTube, or you can just listen to the podcast. But, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. See you guys later. See you Bye. next time.